lot of material here to talk about. I mean, not, none of it's necessarily that good. Just some shit I thought was interesting or funny. It's Cuck Central, boys. Damn right it is. Finished your faggot fap session. Oh, yeah. What did you eat? Oh, just some dick. You know, you know how it is for us cucks. So I've been getting, uh, because of my, the stuff that I've been uploading to my channel and my, the commercials that I cut together and have uploaded to Facebook and stuff, I've been getting a little more attention from multi-channel networks. And I actually, I got like YouTube MCNs. And I'm I'm so apprehensive to all of them because they're all they all seem like bullshit. They're all bullshit. And the most recent one that got in touch with me was uh, full screen. And full screen is the MCN that supposedly manages all of Red versus Blue's content. And so I was like, oh fuck. Well, if there was an if there was ever an MCN that was relevant to to me and what I do is probably this one you know if it's the same one that handles red versus blue but I'm I'm looking into their website and stuff and it just seems like just as much bullshit as the all the other ones like they're all the fucking same these multi-channel networks who advertise search engine optimization as a selling point and they completely gloss over whatever the fuck it is, whatever it is they're doing to the videos. And it just seems like something that's, uh, it's effective for people who, like, like Minecraft streamers, who are, like, it's understandable that they're not getting any views or attention because what they're doing doesn't stand out in any way on its own, you know, of its own merit. Like, so people like that, creators like that they have to reach out to an MCN to get any attention at all and then what you end up with is a multi-channel network full of content that's fucking useless and it sucks you know the I think if, I, it just seems like the best way to reach people is to just make good shit so you don't even need a multi-channel network I mean I've, I've par I, I did some research and apparently like the, the benefits are very uh, like limited like if you're already making good shit and you're already like getting building an audience based on the content alone then a multi-channel network isn't really going to do anything for you they're just going to all their uh, all you're essentially employing them for is to take a cut of your ad revenue that's it but your content kind of sucks well how about you suck my dick what have you made? I got all these comments saying, oh, your, your trailer fucking sucks. Your show fucking sucks. This episode fucking sucks. What have you cut together? Huh? You have any idea how fucking hard this is? I busted my ass cutting that uh, trailer together. That like three minute tr action trailer for season eight. I, I'm, I was really proud of that when I finished it. And that, that took me a long time to do. Like not not too long, not in comparison to an episode. It was, it didn't take me too long, but for the length of what it was, like for like a three minute video, it was a lot of effort, a lot of sound design, a lot of consideration that goes into what those quick shots are specifically. Like just because a video is short doesn't mean that you're not putting a lot of effort into it. 
what have you cut, huh? If, if I look up your fucking YouTube channel and I click on the videos tab, what am I going to see, huh? Beyond some stupid fucking home video that you uploaded with your camcorder, that you um, dumb movie that you shot with your friends. What if I go on there and leave a comment? Oh, this is fucking gay. You should never make anything ever again. Is that going to make you feel good? Hmm? Stop taking the bait. John, you truly are a cuck if you're taking the bait right now. So this is the thing, though. You're right. I do take the bait. Sometimes I knowingly take the bait because I know I can run with it and go on a funny rant, which is podcast material. See, I, I'm the one who outthought everyone here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not that smart. But a lot of the times I, I, I recognize bait and I take the bait and it, it makes for a funny rant. And I know sometimes the people who write the bait are deliberately writing the bait because they know I'm going to see the bait and take the bait. Deliberately. But anyway. John, you're not supposed to feel good. Oh. Our content creator is not supposed to... I guess we're supposed to be eternally depressed, right? Fucking miserable assholes. John drinks water. He's washed up. <laughs> John is playing fifth dimensional chess. <laughs> yeah. You make good content, John. Thank you. And even, even back in the day, people thought so. Remember Master Chief sucks at Halo? Fuck. I made that just as like... I mean, you guys probably know this already, but like... I made Master Chief sucks at Halo just as a one-off. Like, I wasn't even with Machinima at that point. I, I partnered with Machinima after that. Because that video had done so well. But that first video, man, I just made it because I was bored and I thought it was funny. And look what came of it, man. Ended up making eight seasons of this shit. Just because, like, I get, I get friends of mine and, you know, people I know, and even, like, university instructors I knew at film school who, like, would have, would sit down and talk with me and be like, yeah, I see what you're doing is cool, but have you ever thought about moving on to like different things, like not that's not Halo or action figures or whatever? And uh, the, there's a temptation there to move on to like live action stuff. Like I'd love to direct an action movie or a cartoon or something like that, but I'm not really that dissatisfied with making Arby and the Chief. I'm actually quite content writing for it because uh, like. If, like, the, the the writers of S The Simpsons can make The Simpsons for 30 fucking seasons, if Matt Stone and Trey Parker can make South Park for 20 seasons and make that still funny and relevant, not quite as funny as it used to be, but it's still a decent franchise, you know? Or, you know, there can be tw 25 fucking James Bond movies and people still aren't tired of them. And, you know, there's all this shit being greenlit on Netflix that sucks. 
you know it's just bad bad writing kills a fucking show every time and what I can at least say about Arby and the Chief is that I put a lot of effort into the writing you know I, I tried to keep the writing sharp and that keeps people interested and captivated you know so like when it comes down to it what what really is the difference between me producing an episode of the eighth season of Arby and the Chief and someone making some sh a show on net a comedy sh cartoon on Netflix you know like I'm I'm putting just as much effort into the writing if not more than those sh sh a lot of shows on Netflix most of, in most cases more effort like just because I'm not officially endorsed by Netflix or I don't have an agent or I don't have like a studio office somewhere where I work on the show with a team of staff writers and editors like that just because I have like a YouTube show that's a waste of time and like it's bullshit I mean there's there's a shitload of cartoons I've watched on Netflix where, that have been greenlit and have budgets and have staff working on them where I'm, I'm watching it I'm just like huh it's kind of funny or that just sucks you know whereas I'm on YouTube I'm making something that a lot of people find funny I, th I thought the last like every episode of season 8 I, I'm really proud of I think it's some of the best work I've ever done I think the last episode I did was pretty funny it was full of jokes a lot of po a lot of political talking points but I don't think that really got in the way of the humor of it I mean if I'm and if I'm captivating people and making people laugh on YouTube what's the difference between that and doing it on Netflix you know so like I, f I feel like I've found a way to cut out the middleman you know I don't have machinima breathing down my fucking neck anymore giving me a hard time about using the cunt word or using the word faggot you know I'm free to do what I want like God, I, just, I just think like I, I, the show that I produce shouldn't be considered less legitimate just because it's not on a more popular platform you know I, I still put a uh, incredible amount of like insight and 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 effort into not only the writing but the editing the way it's all cut together and the way it's shot there's a lot of film theory that goes into the show, Arby and the Chief. I mean, as crude as it is, that's what I like about, about the show so much is there's this sharp contrast between discipline and lack of discipline, you know? There's a lot of discipline that goes into crafting the show, the form of the show, you know, the way it's shot, the way it's written. Like, I, I, I make sure that's all working, but I love the sharp contrast with the lack of discipline in the sense that, you know, it revolves around this character chief who's very homophobic and offensive and and uh, intolerant and and ignorant, and there's a lot of like he types with typos and leet speak, and there's it's very childish. The subject matter is very childish, but like the form of it is disciplined. There's a lot of effort that goes into it. Citizen Kane 2.0. I'm not saying it's Citizen Kane. All right, Jesus Christ. I'm just saying there's some merit to what I do, even if it's on YouTube and YouTube sucks or whatever. Like, just because a lot of sh content on YouTube sucks, that doesn't mean that everything on YouTube sucks. You know? It just takes someone to come along and, you know, 
put a, an industry level of insight into their YouTube productions, which a lot of people don't do, you know? So then YouTube just ultimately gets written off as this shitty platform full of shitty content because nobody, nobody really takes it seriously. Uh-oh, he likes his own show. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And the Grammy goes to John Graham. <laughs> I watch other Halo machinimas, but with one life remaining, hard justice, Arby and the Chief, hell, even if it's a wonderful live, I can always relate to your characters. John, I love your work. Keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I don't get as much, quite as much fan mail as I used to, but occasionally I still get fan mail, and it, and it makes me happy every time I get a piece of mail saying, like a lot, so many, so many of the, so much of the time, it's like people who used to watch my stuff who just like lost contact with me because they figured once I left Machinima, that was it, you know, and they realize, oh, he went independent now, and there, you know, I get, I get people saying, I only ever watched like the first two seasons, but now I just been watched seasons one to seven, and I gotta tell you, man, like it's, it's really great. I'm just like, oh, that's awesome, thank you. I love getting emails like that. You're not allowed to like your own show. Oops. Oops. What else are you able to work on? Well, I worked on... I wrote my first feature script, Polyfrost. Oh, fuck. That pissed me off, actually. Uh, I just realized today... One of the contests that I submitted to my, my feature-length... My feature-length script is 175 pages, right? And I submitted my script, not only, I registered it with the Writers Guild of Canada, first of all, and then I submitted it to a number of uh, competitions. And one of those competitions was a, a competition specifically for action and thriller screenplays. And the screenplay I wrote is an action film, right? So I submitted it in that category. And it asked what the page count was, and I wrote 175. Because it's uh, my the script that I wrote is 175 pages long. I'll, I'll show you it actually. Hold on. This is my f this is my feature script. Holly Frost. It's about a, a counter-terrorist penguin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this, this is 175 pages thick. And I wrote this in the span of about a week and a half, two weeks. But it took me three years to piece this story together in my head. So, you know, I, 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 wrote, I write this in such a short span of time, and people are like, oh, my God, how, you, how do you do that? And I was just like, well, I didn't, I didn't just come up with the story in a week and a half. I wrote it all out in a week and a half. There was three years where I was just sitting around thinking about this in my fucking head. Like piecing it together scene by scene, going, combing through it over and over in my brain. Saying, okay, we start with this scene and we move on to this scene and this scene and this scene. And then, oh, well, you know, 
the story should have this. So that means I got to go back and change this scene, like constantly shuffling it around in my head before I even get to the writing phase. Like you, you outline the first, this is what I do. I outline the stories exactly what I want to do scene for scene. I, I get a, I compile a scene list, you know, like what happens in this scene? What happens in this scene? Cause at, at the heart of every scene, there's a, what's called a power switch. It's like an exchange of key information or just something that propels the story forward into the next scene, right? So basically, you just you compile a list of scene headings and then the power switch of that scene. Like this person does this thing or this person talks to this person. This person talks to that person. This person does this. This person does that. You just have a list of that and, and scene headings. Like what's happening, where it's happening, who's involved like the who what when where why right you just do a list of scenes and you comb through it in your head over and over and when it's actually making sense and there's no hiccups when you're combing through it back and forth then you actually go to the writing phase where you like okay i'm gonna write this now otherwise like there's a lot of writers who just start off by writing the screenplay and then they get halfway into act two and they don't know what the fuck to do. They don't know where to take their story and then they give up and the whole thing gets trashed. And so you just wrote 70 pages of nothing, you know, stuff that's material that's so much effort to writing material that's never going to be seen by anybody, you know. So do the outlining first. Figure, figure out what your story is, you know. Not, not just a, in, a, in the sense of a string of scenes, but figure out what your thematic is. You know, thematic is so fucking important. I, I was sick of that in film school. In film school, I always had to watch student films where I would watch it. Like, the, my fr these are my friends making these movies. And I, I, I like all my friends. They're great. But, like, I'm just watching a lot of these films. And by the time the end credits roll, I'm just like, what did that mean? There's no thematic holding any of that together. It just felt like a string of scenes that the director thought were cool. You know, that's not enough. You need a you need a thematic that holds it all together. You know, because that's what a story is. A story is a meaningful sequence of events. Meaningful sequence of events. Key word: meaningful. It needs to have meaning. If it's just a string of events with no meaning, it's not a story. It's just that, a string of events. If it's a story, then it needs to have some meaning embedded in it. So this, this particular string of events embodies a certain thematic. Like if a, if a story goes a certain way, then you draw a certain theme from it. It's like, like a, a moral or a message. You know, like all the classic memorable fairy tales that you know, they always had that, right? They always had like a kind of message like, oh, you should never do this or you should never do that. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be that clear cut in cinema or films. But you should at least leave the theater like walking out with a some at least vague sense of what it was about. You don't necessarily have to understand it right away, but you should at least have a vague sense of... You know that was that movie is really about something. I'm gonna think about that for a while, and then you know you mull it my movie over in your head for a while, and you're like, oh, that was actually about something, you know. As opposed to just a, like a string of stupid shit that ultimately has no themes embedded in it, and you're just like, what? What did I sit down and watch? What was that? What was I meant to extract from that? Nothing. Jack shit. 
I see this not only in film school, like film festival culture too. I fucking hate film festival culture. It's so fucking pretentious and up its own ass. John, do you believe that social justice is sinking its claws too, f too far into modern movies? Hmm. Uh, in some cases, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, just like just pandering in cinema in general. Like I know I see that all the time. Like what was that movie? Uh, M Mars needs moms. <laughs> Remember that? Or it's just uh you know pandering to all these like moms at home stay at home mothers I mean that that's not really a good example of, of PC culture worming into its way into cinema but uh, Ga Game of Thrones I guess is a good example of that like in the, in the later seasons like I, I'm hearing like you know that scene where uh, in Daenerys's throne room and what's her name uh, the the Greyjoy sister is there and her and Daenerys are like exchanging these looks as they're talking about how men are so fucking incapable of doing whatever and women are so much better and and they're they, Daenerys and like the other chick are giving each other looks like like they, they shoot that very deliberately like they're 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 trying to like that's what they're going for to make you think oh these these women are th these women know what's up you know these men these women know these men are like bullshit in comparison to them and there's moments like that where i'm just like uh there's another part in season the latest season as well where i, th I thought they were going to start talking about pronouns and i was like oh fuck off really you're gonna go here now uh it was like uh like I think it was Daenerys like quoting something out of some kind of text or a or a, or a, ta a stone tablet or something or some kind of ancient text and then the her assistant part of the unsullied or whatever she was just like uh um well actually that pronoun is is non-gender specific and blah blah I'm like, oh, fuck off seriously this too this pronoun shit has to bleed into absolutely fucking everything Including Game of Thrones. Like, I'm so sick of this shit. And I don't want... I don't even... I don't... It's not even from a position of hate, either. Like, when, whenever, like, someone has a problem with you saying these kind of things, they always assume that your position is rooted in hatred, first and foremost. Like, oh, you just hate these people. That why, that's why you're not willing to accommodate them in the language at all. I'm just like, no. That's not the reason. But I just, like... I don't think it's necessary to go beyond he, she, or they. Like, I I agree that the English language has conditioned everyone to think in terms of a of a gender binary, right? And I do, I I happen to agree with the fact that there is a a, a sexual binary. Like, uh, this whole fucking subject irritates me because I think a lot of the confusion that surrounds it is rooted in the fact that people keep using the term sex, gender, and identity interchangeably. And so I don't know what the specific definition is for each fucking one. You know? So you, like, it feels like every time you get into a, a conversation with a new person about this, it's like you've got to figure out how they define certain words. Which is bullshit. Words should have singular definitions. 
you know? So that way when someone says a word in an argument, you know exactly what they mean. You don't have to guess. Bullshit. And this like uh John White Knight knighting trannies boys, pack it up time to go oh, fuck you. Just let me talk about this, okay? I'll move on to something else later. But, um, like, uh, the, the definition of racism and sexism being changed around to fit people's agendas, I have a real problem with. You know, racism used to mean prejudice based on race. It's as simple as that, literally. But remember that, I don't know if you guys follow me, all of you follow me on Twitter, but you remember I, uh, shared that image on Twitter? It was from, like, some kind of, like, uh, textbook that was being circulated around like university campuses apparently saying there is no such thing as reverse racism and it was basically stating that the definition of racism involves like institutional power all of a sudden you're just like no 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 it doesn't like stuff like this this ties into that fucking google memo thing you guys know about that a guy who got fired. I can't remember his name. James Damore or whatever. He's been on a number of different podcasts and shows talking about his, his experience. And, uh, John, be careful. You're on, remember, you're on YouTube. Well, what, what other option do I have? Fuck. I mean, there's plenty of worse people than me on YouTube. Like actual racists with swastikas carved into their fucking heads. Talking about how America should be whites only. Like, I'm not that bad. I'm not, I'm not speaking from a position of hatred here. This is this is why I feel comfortable talking about this shit. It's because I'm 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 pretty sure I'm being clear that what I'm the my position is not rooted in hatred. I just have a problem with the, the way we are labeled and sorted, you know? Like you sh like the, people should say things are what they are and not like make up false definitions to suit their suit political agendas i think that's just so destructive you know if you, you let that carry on for too long and people start believing that shit and then before you know it like a few years down the line if you have an oppositional point of view you're fucking you know tagged as a fucking belligerent racist bigot who should be fucking lynched but this the, that that Google thing where that guy got fired because he was revealing all these like this forced diversity employment within Google basically diversity over qualification because it doesn't matter if somebody's qualified for a certain job what what matters more than that is that well we need X amount of black people we need X amount of white people we need X amount of Asian people we need X amount of whatever so we can have that you know stock photo employee photograph where you know everybody has super white teeth and everyone's multi-ethnic and wearing suits and ties and at their workstations and like if if we are if race really doesn't matter and we're all truly like colorblind like then if there is a disproportionate amount of like black people as opposed to white people or whatever it shouldn't matter then 
you know like if if you if you start like not employing people based on their skin color cuz oh we've got too many white people so no more white people even though you're perfectly qualified like if you start getting into race like that where you're 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 de w denying or granting employment based on someone's skin color that's racism you know what i mean but they they hide behind this idea that it's like uh it's it's pro diversity, so that means it's wholesome and it's not it's fundamentally not racist. It's bullshit. Why why do we need why is diversity so fucking important? I don't know. I mean, it's qualifications, man. If it's all black people that are qualified, so fucking be it. Then at least it was all hiring practices based on who was qualified for the job, right? Doesn't matter even if there's no white people. If everyone got on there based on their qualifications, it'd be like, who gives a shit? That's good, you know? But don't don't factor in this, like, oh, we need X amount of whites, we need X amount of blacks. Like, That is racist, isn't it? If you start making decisions like that purely based on race rather than qualification. And so, so and, and rather than address that, that that's what that's what's making these kind of people try and change the definition of racism so they try and make it about institutional power and being a part of a minority like if you're a, if you're a part of a minority you can't be racist anymore it's bullshit of course you can hate a race you know um fuck where was i going there sometimes i lose my train of thought sorry um Oh, fuck, I don't know. You get what I'm fucking saying, though, don't you? Whatever. Let's move on to something else. But anyway, that's... I disagree with... I don't like this changing definitions of words to suit political agendas. It's bullshit. So what you're saying is you hate everyone but whites. <laughs> yeah, you got me. Did you see Apple's black female head of diversity say diversity can be all white men with different life experience, then retract that because of controversy? No, I didn't. If, it, if skin color really doesn't matter, then people shouldn't care if there's more blacks than whites or there's more whites than blacks in a workplace or whatever. Because there's that comfort in knowing that everybody was hired based on their qualifications, right? And if, if that is the case, then there's nothing to fucking worry about. You know? I th I think you can be a part of a minority group and still be racist. You can you can you can be a part of a minority group and still be taught to hate white people based on nonsense and then you know, that person ends up hating white people based on flawed information and that's that's racism, right? You don't have this fucking jail out, get out of jail free card because you're a part of a minority. That's stupid. Uh. John, thoughts on Blade Runner or the Rick and Morty McDonald craze? I haven't seen Blade Runner yet. I really want to, though. It looks fantastic. Rick and Morty, I talked about that already. I think it's a real shame. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Rick and Morty. I think it's a very well-written show. It's very well-edited. It's very well-put-together. It's well-acted. Um, 
I haven't really noticed that much of a decline in quality because of all these women writers that have been employed suddenly. And as long as the show doesn't suck, I mean, I'm, I don't mind that. And I haven't watched all of season three yet, but uh, um, I, I heard the finale was pretty anticlimactic, which is disappointing. But from all the thing, episodes I have seen of season three, none of them have disappointed me yet. And I'm not I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon of like, oh, it should be just males writing the show and women who can't can't write the show and whatever. I I don't I'm not on board with that. Um. But yeah, this that Szechuan sauce craze is fucking stupid, and and the the toxic fan base, the, you know, taking it way too far, and and, I, and the, now because of that, I think I, f- I feel the sense of hate towards Rick and Morty, which I think is undeserved, because I think they're tr- they're trying their best to make a good show, and it's unfortunate that this McDonald's shit happened, and now everyone's like hating on the fan base and thus hating on the show, you know. The show's to blame. I talked about that already. Whatever. Let's move on to something else. Tell us film school stories. <laughs> oh, you guys want to you you guys want to hear how I got in trouble for plagiarism at film school? That was pretty funny. John hates women. John, do you honestly have any prejudice against a certain group? No. No, I, people who piss me off. That's the group I hate. You know, it's not based on any kind of physical attribute. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you're transgendered or gender queer or black or whatever the fuck. I don't hate anyone because it's just stupid to hate people for things that are out of their control. Fundamentally, you know, I care about what people do on an individual basis, what they say, how they act. Yes. Okay. You want to hear about how I got, I, I got in trouble for plagiarism so I had this teacher that pissed me off uh, he was he taught a number of different courses he uh, he taught my first screenwriting course I think if I'm remembering correctly or it might not have been a, he did he taught one of my screenwriting courses at some point but I think earlier on he taught like just some kind of more generic film theory course that I took and he would always assign these essays. Like once a week, we had to write a fucking essay. And uh, I would keep writing these essays, and I would keep getting bad marks. I mean, I, I, I'm, I have a lot of people telling me I'm a great writer all the time, but like, fuck, tell these fucking university professors I was submitting these ap- academic papers to, and I was getting bad grades, like C's and shit, and D's sometimes or outright just not fulfilling the the requirements of the assignment. And I was getting like frustrated, like well what am I doing wrong? And uh I talked to the teacher about it at one point and th- this particular teacher seemed to have a problem with me interjecting opinion into my essay. Like it sh- it should just be based on fact and research and no opinions, but can't you have an opinion based on fact and research, you know? It's like, why are you asking me to write a personal essay, like an essay I'm writing, and for me to not have any personal opinions in it? (laughs) 
like there there's a difference between an informed op- opinion and an uninformed opinion but yet this teacher was just like outlawing opinions outright like no this is an opinion this isn't an opinion essay this is a fact-based research essay and i was like i was confused what he wanted you know and i was really the only person to go up and question what he wanted in these assignments and he was trying to elaborate but i didn't still didn't really get a sense of what he was after and he seemed to think that because no one else was raising any concerns that everybody knew clearly what the assignment was and yet i would go around personally talking to my peers saying hey do you get what he's asking here and they would be like no i'm just fucking winging it you know like they had no idea either but i i was the one person who had the balls to actually go up to him and say like i don't understand like what are what are we supposed to do here what are you after what are the guidelines of this assignment and because i was the only person to do that he assumed that i'm the only person who doesn't understand what he wants but everybody was just as confused as i was so i got so i got i got mad at that point like he he just kept giving me shitty grades i was just like fuck okay you don't want any opinions fine and so i wrote an essay and i basically just like picked shit from wikipedia and different web pages and i basically just reworded it because i'm just like well my opinion doesn't work anymore you know despite how much research i did so maybe if i just like regurgitate facts maybe i'll get a good grade and that was it turns out that was a bad decision and what well, I, I think what i should have done is gone to the teacher first and asked for even more clarification and tried to get a better sense of what I, the fuck i was supposed to do and uh, and so I, I compiled this essay just basically plucking things that have already been written and just rewording them which is all anybody does for fucking school assignments are you kidding me and then I submitted that and then I good I, I got I got an email from my teacher who said I want to see you in my office because you clearly plagiarized this essay and he cc'd the campus's dean of admissions he cc'd her in the email so she would know that i was up to this no good thing like i guess trying to scare me like oh now the principal knows <sighs> and so he's like uh did you cite your sources yeah i did it's just it's the, the case well in this case i from those sources i literally like pl- plucked out information and just reworded it all like yes, I I plagiarized, but it was out of frustration because I didn't know what the fuck this guy wanted. Like I was writing opinionated essays and I was trying to do research, I was trying to do the best I can. I I talked to him a couple times trying to get clarification on what he wanted and I just didn't really he wasn't being that clear. And he kept like giving me bad marks, so I just, eventually I just got fucking frustrated. I'm like, "Fine. You just want to regurgitate a regurgitation of facts and no opinions and fine. Here you go." And then I got a punish, punished for that, and I got CC'd. You know, this uh, dean of admissions was CC'd, so I'd feel extra in trouble. Like, come see, you, see me in my office right away. So I go see this fuck in his office, and then I go sit down. And I'm so pissed off, because, like, I'm, I'm like, 20-something, 20 25, 20, 
how old was I? 26, 27 maybe at this point. So I've got, at this point, I've been in school since like kindergarten and I've hated it since then. So I'm like, I'm t like, um, like over 25 now. Like if I hated school way back then in kindergarten, how do you, how the fuck do you think I feel about school now? Like, I'm just about done with this shit. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there like, all right, what did I do? And he's telling me, well, I know what I did. I mean, I plagiarized and he's just like, you, you can't do that. And like, uh, you should have come to me for clarification and uh, he's so disappointed in me. And there was this period of silence where he's, he's giving me the silent treatment. He, like he basically gave me this threat. He was threatening to like fail me and have me expelled or something. It's like, I can have you expelled for this. I can, I can fail you. I can fail you in this class and then you'll have to come back next year and take the same course again. And I just sat there silent we both just sat there silent for like i don't know like two minutes like a, at least a solid minute of just silence me staring at the wall him staring at the wall i guess he was waiting for me to grovel and be like no please don't fucking fail me i'm so desperate to stay in this fucking stupid school you know and eventually he comes out with you know what i'm gonna give you another chance I'm like, oh, you f condescending fuck. Fuck you. But I didn't say that, you know, because I'm on like my family's helping me like go to school. And at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm here to get my papers and then fucking leave. You know, I don't. Yeah, I'll, I'll do what you assholes say. I'll do whatever I have to to get a good grade and get a passing grade so I can get the fuck out of here with the degree that I'm paying for. But I don't have to be on board with whatever the fuck you're saying, your stupid teaching methods. So he's just like, I'm going to give you another chance. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And he's like, I really want you to work hard on this one this time. I was just so fucking, like, biting, gritting my teeth. Like, fine, okay. So sick of this shit. Like, oh, how, why didn't he just be more clear with what he wanted beforehand? Like, what... Why does he have to make things so fucking confusing? Saying, well, I don't want opinion. I just want facts. And then for me to, like, write an essay based purely on pre-written facts, I get in trouble for it. You know? What about this teacher's, all his fucking slides? Like, all his slides that he uses as educational material that he claims that he owns, even though all that material in the slides is straight off fucking Wikipedia. How is that any different from what I'm doing? You know? Because well, he's a teacher and he's like paid to do this. So he has a license to go on Wikipedia and just fucking gather facts and throw them into his shitty fucking PowerPoint slideshow and then show them to the class and market it as his own material. That's plagiarism, isn't it? Yet I'm getting in trouble for it. He's seeing the fucking principal like it's fucking grade school. It's a load of shit, man. Ugh. He used to like he was genuinely possess possessive over his slides too, like like uh, some of the students of this teacher like the the slides had so much information packed into them, and sometimes he would go over them in class pretty quickly, and so I knew a couple of students friends of mine who would put up their hand and say hey, uh, is there any chance that these slides are going online where we can access them publicly like at home, 
and take notes and he's saying no uh, that th these are my slides and this is like copyrighted material I guess that belongs to him and so he doesn't want to upload these slides in case, in case someone steals them like what the fuck all this shit is on Wikipedia. What, do you, what the fuck are you talking about? Stealing this material? This is all your. This is all common knowledge that you're stealing off of websites. But it's not plagiarism because you're an actual teacher, and I'm just a fucking dumb student, right? And if I do the same thing, then that's plagiarism. It's such a load of horseshit, man. This is the same guy. Like in one of my previous podcasts, I talked about how I got a, a B grade on a particular assignment. Like I was, I was, all the kids had to demonstrate their knowledge on a, in a particular little like area of discussion. And me and the guy I was partnered up with decided to do this little piece on like a Mobian strip, you know, which is like kind of a symbol for infinity. And we had... We prepared a little graphic and like a, wrote a paragraph to read in front of the class and we put a lot of effort into it. And then like we just got a B plus from this same teacher that I've been talking about. And his that teacher's assistant came up because he can't talk to me in person because he's so fucking important. He has to send his assistant, his lackey, to come over and talk to me and say, we've decided to give you a B. And I was like, why? Like, you want to give me a B? Fine. But this is school. Your job is to tell me where I'm going wrong. So tell me why I'm getting a B. And then the assistant's like, I'll be right back. Then he talks to that teacher for like 15 minutes, comes back and says, we've decided to upgrade your grade to a B plus. I said, oh, thanks. But you still haven't answered my fucking question. What did I do wrong? That's what you're supposed to teach. What am I paying for? To just get a letter grade? Fuck you. Tell me where I'm going wrong. Oh, you uh, you upgraded me to a B plus, so I'm supposed to be pacified now? Oh, thank God, I got a higher letter grade. It's like getting a smiley face sticker instead of a star sticker. Like, who gives a shit? How about some actual fucking feedback? But I, you know what? I think the reason there was no feedback there is because he gave me a B because he didn't like me. He sensed that I had an attitude and I was resisting him and I was resisting this educational atmosphere in general because I had a lot of problems with the fucking curriculum. And I think he didn't like me. And he said, I'm going to give you a B. And then when I made a fuss, he upgraded me to a B plus because I bothered to make a fuss. But he still wants to have that little thing over me. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm not giving you an A. I'm not giving you a perfect grade, but I'll give you a little bit of a better grade because you... you 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 cared enough about the grade I gave you. So how if if I didn't do anything wrong, if you can't name what I did wrong, give me a fucking A or suck my dick. Pick one. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's that's my fucking plagiarism story. Guy accused me of plagiarism when he was he was guilty of exactly the fucking th same thing, except he was being paid for it. So it's okay, right? Stupid. Teachers are just arrogant fuckheads who have all the knowledge in the world. Yeah, apparently. This teacher sounds like an interdimensional reptilian shape-shifting child molester. <laughs> John, if it makes you feel better, I did an eight-page report. I did an eight-page reported 
cited and annotated the morning of and I got an A. A. Yeah, you never know. It depends on the teacher, you know? A lot of the times. The teacher in whatever the fucking mood they're in, you know? I've I've done that too in grade school. I like have had weeks, sometimes months to work on a paper, but then I do it the morning it's due and I end up getting like full marks. Sometimes it's not worth it to get so worked up over an assignment, you know? Sometimes you can just do it the morning of and get a perfect grade. Please tell us what happened after that second chance. Nothing. That was it. I mean, I got the second chance. I wrote another essay. And I guess I got a decent mark on that one. Cause, but that one was full of opinion. Like, it, it was me doing research and then offering opinions based on that research. Like, I just happened to put a lot of effort into it that time. But it, it wasn't different, that much different to what I was already doing. Like, putting opinion into my essay. But all of a sudden, it was okay now. Like, it's, it's, if, if he could just be more clear. I mean, that's his job as a teacher is clarity, isn't it? To clearly convey information. If if he wanted an in, a, a, a opinionated essay, then look, I don't know. I think you're really confusing students by saying, "I don't want any opinions in the essay. I just want facts." So basically, all that's encouraging students to do is to regurgitate facts. Because what's the alternative to that? To that opinions, but the teachers didn't want opinions. So what the fuck are you supposed to do? I got a sixty-something one. I got a 60-something on a final paper in college because I wrote about facts being more important than feelings in the media. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying all teachers are shitheads. A lot, like, there's a lot of teachers that know what they're doing, but there's a lot of teachers that don't know what they're doing. A lot of those teachers I had as teachers, you know? That's why I hate school so much or my experience at school so much. I don't inherently object to the idea of school. I just wish that my school experience was a little better. I didn't have a bunch of shithead teachers who prioritized their own ego over educating these the student their students. You know what I mean? And this this guy, this teacher I'm talking about, he had ego coming out of his ass. He like he's the guy who ejaculates at the sound of his own voice, you know what I mean? Like he just loved hearing himself talk. I could just tell, you know. He was the same guy who like kept wedging in the, the fact that he had an alumni cabin where his graduates would go to like like go in the wilderness into this ca secluded cabin to reflect on his knowledge just this bullshit like what a fu how full of you yourself are you like seriously get over yourself you fuck John what makes you happy fuck man I don't know. I haven't been happy for a long fucking time. What makes me happy, though? Uh, writing, sometimes. I mean, that's why I've written for so long. Like, it's... Writing sucks overall. But there's those brief little moments where it's all coming. It's all flowing. And you're having a good time. And you know what you're writing down is funny. Like, I feel on top of the world during those moments. But they're so brief and far between. You know, 
if I have a re if I have a cool new video game that I haven't played before and I'm playing through it for the first time, that makes me happy. A, a really good movie in the theater. Sometimes at parties, I'm happy. If I get just a, just the right level of drunk, I'm happy. And pussy, yeah, of course, pussy. Pussy makes me happy. I haven't got been laid lately. But when I was, it was great. John needs a woman. <laughs> maybe, I sh maybe I should identify as a woman. Maybe I should just turn into a woman. Maybe that maybe that'll be the solution. Maybe I'll. Am I happy now? I'm a woman now, guys. Respect my decision, okay? Otherwise, you're intolerant. My carpentry carpentry teacher had something called the idiot book. If you ever cut yourself, you have to write your name in the book, and he will show you the show it to the kids next semester. <laughs> That's not bad, actually. It, it encourages kids to be safe. I like it for that reason. Because I've known kids who've gotten obscenely hurt in those, like, wood shop and metal shop and shit like that. I took a, I took those courses, man. I know kids who fucked around with the machinery and, man, it's terrible injuries. John, did you see Baby Driver? Yeah, that was terrific. I love that movie, man. Edgar Wright is a terrific director. Do we make you happy? Yes, I'm having a I'm having a genuinely happy time talking to you guys right now. I'm nicely drunk. I'm on I've I've I'm not exactly on a roll anymore, but I was like an hour ago. <laughs> but I'm having fun just now. And fuck it's it's a nightmare trying to start these streams though. Like I am so fucking insecure starting these streams. But then like a half hour, hour into it. I'm on a roll. I'm comfortable. I'm I'm uh, ranting and, you know, it's all flowing and it's like, oh, this is fun. But man, just getting over that initial hump is fucking horrible. I just I've, I've been feeling like really anxious. That's why I haven't done a lot of streams lately. Just been riddled with anxiety of of being on camera and just these like f just like the usual shit that comes with depression slash anxiety is this, these feelings of self-loathing. You know, you, you know, before you, you think about streaming and then you're like, well, am I really that important? You know, do people want to hear what I have to say? Like, who cares what I have to say? Is it really that great? Like, I'm just talking a bunch of bullshit. What do I know? You know, and then, you know, you just, just bully yourself to a point where you just don't end up not doing it and not getting any podcast content out there and it sucks you know but I'm, I'm glad i'm doing it now i'm got over that initial hump what games you playing lately uh nothing recent i've been playing witcher 3 and stick of truth i've been playing through that again i mean i've already beaten stick of truth but i'm playing through it again just because it's easy, it's funny, it's just a it's kind of a breezy campaign. You know, and I kind of forget a lot of the details, so it's fun going through it again. But the other the other game I'm playing right now is Witcher 3, which I still haven't finished yet. Talk about the game industry. Uh, what's going on with the game industry? 
Xbox One X is coming out. Um, and Steam independent Steam games are booming right now. VR is a big thing. I, mean, I, I feel out of, out of the loop with games because I just can't afford that shit right now. I, I don't have an Xbox One. I don't have a PS4. I don't have a VR headset. Any new games I try to get on PC because, like, they don't release anything for 360 anymore. It's always fucking Xbox One exclusive. You know. They, ca they can't make Fractured Butthole multi-platform. No, that's Xbox One exclusive, even though it looks like shit just like the show does. So, you know, I'm like, well, I'll just get it on PC then. But then the PC version has DRM and Denuvo and all this bullshit. And they just, they cost too fucking much money. $79.99 for a AAA title. I'll drop that for certain games. Like Metal Gear Solid 5, I did that. That was the last one, I think. Even Witcher 3, I waited until it was on sale. Can we coin the term cuck army for John's audience we can self identify as cucks it's such a stupid term John talk about millennials <laughs> you know I read something recently that millennials are just as bad as gen x generation x like things you know things haven't really improved like millennials are just as lazy and entitled as gen x's were you know and for a long time, I thought I was Gen X because I was born in 1980. But apparently to be a millennial, you have to be like a kid in the 90s slash 2000s. And apparently I qualify as a millennial. And the day I found that out, I was angry. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Don't lump me in with these goddamn millennials. But apparently I'm a fucking millennial. And millennials are just kind of like generalized as these like fucking you know tween loser moochers you know I don't know have you seen it yet John no I haven't but I want to looks good John talk about cultural appropriation and why all white males are to blame for the inevitable heat death of the universe <laughs> John, have you ever played with Bionicles? They were a great part of my childhood. No, I had a friend who was really into Bionicle, but I, n I wasn't personally. I got, like, the generic Lego sets. Did, did you guys ever have that? Any of you guys ever have that Lego Movie Maker set? You know how they have that Lego City stuff right now? Well, there, there used to be a set that included a, a camera, like a real camera. It was like a Lego City set. With with a like a police station Lego set, and it included a camera, and an installation disc. And this this was for Windows ninety five or ninety eight or something like that. Really old version of Windows, but you would install this software on your computer, and it the the camera itself was actually made out of Lego, so you could connect it to a Lego piece, and it it, it was it was a stop motion camera that had a snapshot button on the top of it and anytime you wanted to snapshot a frame you would press that button like okay that's one frame and then you would like hand animate your little lego guys and your little lego environments and you'd, you'd make little movies and I used to do that I, I've had a fucking blast doing that 
I'm surprised Lego still doesn't. I mean, I guess people can just buy a webcam or whatever and do that shit, but. I loved that thing growing up. Did you ever play Lego Island on Windows? I love Lego Island, dude. I want to stream that actually one of these days. To to play Lego, I, I don't. Wonder, I wonder if I can get that on Steam. I have the installation discs somewhere. I just, I have no idea where they were buried somewhere. But I fucking love that game, man. Lego Island is the shit.